2: Mr. Shenlock. But the reality is, they don't know, man.
3: I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listening
2: today,
1: I'm not an idiot.
2: What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, here with your break from the high resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey.
0: Greetings and salutations, fellas. Uh, going to be an interesting episode. I uh, can't wait to hear some of the stuff we did over the weekend, but uh, going to be a little sentimental. Might tear up a bit. <laughs>
2: and the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Light.
4: I, uh... I'm just going to laugh at you.
2: <laughs> well... well Let's go ahead. Let's set the tone for the show right here, right now. So yeah, this is going to be my last episode hosting To the Top Talk. We've had an amazing past seven years. The show will go on though, so we'll continue that. But we'll we'll get more into that as the show goes on. But you know, just kind of got to where it was with with work and everything else. Um, I just couldn't keep up with everything like I wanted to. I want to be able to be, you know, I don't want to say the expert because that's not what I ever felt like really. But I wanted to keep up with. Southern Miss enough to know what was going on and, and uh, be able to do um, a good job reporting for the out-of-town people. And uh, just my time has been more and more consumed and uh, just decided it was a good time to step away while we we have some momentum going. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for the program.
4: Look, it takes an incredible amount of time to run a foot fetish website as your day job. And <laughs> I mean we get it, man. We get it. There's yeah. lots of pictures of feet coming in. You got to cycle through them.
2: You know, I was thinking. You know, I really was. I was like, I don't. I mean, I know people have their fetishes. I've never understood the foot thing. That the feet have never done. I've never been like, ooh, it's never done feet. anything. Yeah, the feet fetish.
0: It's like, I don't understand. There's plenty that. other pieces, parts of the body that you could latch onto.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think I always think I go for the appropriate ones, but. You know the feet? That's never really been a thing. I was thinking about that, like somebody, because somebody said something about feet, and I was like, I don't even get that. I don't even know how you get into that. I like sneakers. Yeah. That's about as far as it goes.
4: It's halfway Natural there. Natural progression. Give Not- it,
2: give it ten years.
0: <laughs> sneakers, are sneakers of are the gateway drug to feet.
4: <laughs> you know, walk in, you're gonna be sniffing
2: sneakers one day, and then it's just gonna go south from there. Let's go south from there. <laughs> So uh, Bump and I went down to the Lending Tree Bowl this past weekend. We, we documented some of our adventures. So we'll get the show started off with us traveling down Highway 98 to Mobile, Alabama. It is 1144 a.m. on Saturday, December the 17th. Jason and I are in the Bailey Mobile heading eastbound and down to Mobizi to see the Golden Eagles take on... The Rice Owls and the Lending Tree Bowl. I'm a, like, I don't know. We sound like old codgers or whatever. But like, when we first played in this game, it was the Mobile Alabama Bowl.
3: Right.
0: So it's gone through several. There was a Mobile Alabama Bowl. Then it was the GMHC. Uh, now it's the Lending Tree. Seems like it's been something else in between there. But, nah, man. I'm just glad we're making this trip. You know, forever. What uh, I got for my birthday, which is on December the 11th, from my dad was a ticket to our bowl game in the, the hotel and all that, right? Well, it's been a while. <laughs> so it's nice to be uh, to be making this trip again for sure. It's great having it on a Saturday. You don't have to take
2: off work. You can save those vacation days. I do have some FOMO because of all the people I've seen down here that went to the parade last night, that have been hanging out at the bars. Uh, Southern Miss is, is really showing out down here in Mobile.
0: Yep. Uh, so I think our plan is to drive down, hit up Heroes for a second, then go over to the alumni tailgate. I've already seen uh, the Pittmans um, tweeting out that they're at Heroes. So hopefully they're still there by the time we get there. The Kennys, of course, will be around the farmers, all the usual suspects. But yeah, Mobile has been taken over by Golden Eagle Nation, and it's uh, it's good to see, man. I'm, I'm uh, ready to get there
2: gray skies out today temperature is a little chilly so we fully into we've we've layered up thoroughly um thankfully jason's got the ac on right now because if (laughs) not i would i did apply some of the manscape stuff that we got shout out to manscape for helping us out last year uh i did apply some of that just not that anybody's going to be getting a whiff of anything but i was like you know what this is for me this is for me whenever because all these layers we got on i know that when we finally have to go to a restroom
0: like it is going to be not easy it's going to be a not easy yeah well and the things that my wife gave me to put on the, the 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 i guess the uh insulated underwear or whatever um not made for a man so uh <laughs> i gotta pretty much come down the knee level when i'm going to the bathroom
2: <laughs> we're gonna be going separately uh not like the ladies we're gonna let that roll on out uh but yeah so we we'll, we're heading down right now uh, about to get on 98 so we'll check in in a bit it is 1 p.m jason and i have arrived at hero sports bar which has been absolutely ransacked by southern miss fans um not even standing room only it's more than standing room only i'm sitting here with patrick lowry a lot of golden eagle fans uh apparently making their way down to mobile
5: absolutely you know it's uh I heard this was a spot. Uh, I came down today and uh, I came directly here, opened the door. As soon as I opened the door, Marchant Kenny standing right in the door. I knew I was in the right spot. And uh, like you said, it's packed. I mean, more than standing room only, people everywhere. If this is any indication of how tonight's going to be, I'm super excited. I think Marchant is taking over as the hostess.
2: Like, he's still at the front. I don't know if he's greeting people or seating people or taking names, but he's He's having a big time.
5: Absolutely, I think he's he, he might be uh, tackling some people if Rice fans comes in. He might. So I think he's kind of acting as that uh, the guard for the door.
0: Three o
5: three, game starts
0: at four forty five. Walking around tailgate, and uh, and ran into a huge Golden Eagle fan. Makes all the games. Uh, drives in from out of town, Steve Farmer. So Steve, what's up, my man?
6: Man, it's exciting, huh? It's been a three-year dry spell, and here we are in uh, Mobile, Alabama, and our fans have come out in huge numbers looking to have some fun and get a win.
0: Yeah, it uh, really has come out in, in big numbers. You know, I saw the, the, the parades and stuff that were going on last night, and it looks like Mobile does a really good job of that uh, out here at the tailgate now. I know you and I tried to walk over to the Eagle Walk, uh, and by the time we got over there, Eagle Walk was done. Um but it's a good problem to have to have thousand people here or so like on the other side of the stadium um so did you guys you guys drove in last night i know you live on the north shore in new orleans but you guys drove in last night
6: we did got in about four fifteen and uh was able to go get some uh lunch or kind of early dinner uh on dauphine street or D- i'm sorry not <laughs> dauphin street and had a great time with the heroes had a lot of southern miss uh folks in there and and then, before we knew it, uh, the parade was getting ready to start uh, about 6.30. And, man, they had a lot of people for that parade. I'd say there was probably six, 7,000 people, and at least two or 3,000 were Southern Miss fans. So, you came here with your wife. Um,
0: how'd you pull that off? Mine, like, looked at the forecast. And it was like, chance of rain, 30-something degrees outside,
6: zero chance. But uh, but Tabby's a trooper. Well, I tell you what. Remember the uh, 2016 Bowl in New Orleans? She had so much fun at that bowl that, um, you know, Mobile is a lot like New Orleans and she was really ready to come have some fun and then we, again all of us uh in 2017 for the Independence Bowl and so she had a ball there so she was with, with us not going to the 2019 Bowl up in Frisco uh, she was ready and then the kids is the first time they could come and experience it so they really wanted to be here
0: Awesome Alright man well uh, looks like we're getting ready to walk around maybe get another beer or two before we
6: walk into the stadium just going to go ahead and ask you prediction on the score? Oh, I was thinking about earlier today. I would say 2410 uh, Eagles. 2410 Eagles, I'll take it. All right, my brother. Well, Southern Miss to the top. 4
0: 05. Getting close to game time here. 40 minutes away. Ran into good buddy Chad Dickens. And I see our good friend Car Shannon over there, the most kick ass pair of Southern Miss shoes I've ever seen. We'll get to that in a minute. But Chad, what's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. How you doing? You warm yet? Uh, I was a lot warmer uh, before I got out here, but I do have my gloves and my hand warmers and all that stuff, and we're, um, yeah, I, I'm way more prepared uh, for this game than I was at Independence Bowl for sure. But it's a little bit
1: nippy outside, huh? It nippy's nothing. I had to go buy a hooded sweatshirt, and I don't want to know how much that cost me, but I don't care because I'm warm now.
0: This is not the time to go st- look and, and go spend all of your money everywhere, yes. especially a campus book That being said. Right after Christmas, probably a little bit better deal,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, coming out here in the ball game and dropping the ball prices, I don't care. Um, you know, it benefits Southern. Uh so I'm happy with that.
0: Yep. that so you drove in from Pensacola, Florida. Yep. Um and you make most of the games. Yes. Sir. I see you got your family as long standing Golden Eagle fans. Yeah, uh, your yeah. dad was famous for the hat and the suspenders. Yeah. Yep. You've got the hat on today. Is and, this, the uh, and the suspenders. And the suspenders. I haven't seen those yet, but uh, so a little bit yeah, special
1: there. coming yeah, here. coming back. Yep. Wait, there it is. There's the uh yep. Leonard Trink ball pen. Just got right. it today uh yeah when dad passed away you know roger and uh his good friend matt brenton said that uh you know we should keep the tradition going and i'm just i'm touching and honored i know dad said years ago when he interviewed him that uh you know chad gets the hat and suspender he goes over my dead body well <laughs> hey dad i got him um you know i'm just hoping you know that I can just live up to what he did with the hat and suspenders and carry on the tradition, um, and seeing all the fans here today, a lot of people knew Dad, people who didn't know Dad, um, but they knew him because of the hat, you know. And just hearing from them it has been great. Uh, being here, it's last game of the season, uh, you know. It, it's tough with him not here, you know. Roger not here. Uh, You know, I've already had a couple of tears with Marchant and uh, Kevin Dent. Shed a couple of tears, but you know what? Um, I can't think of a better way than to be here with some of my closest Southern friends, Jason Bailey, Jamie Harrington, big 43 right there. (laughs)
5: Marchant, Kenny.
1: Then they close out this epic season. Yeah. Yeah. One word. It's an epic season.
0: Yeah, it's been a long season. It's been a, been a season of growth. Uh, it's nice to see it culminate in, in a bowl game, and even better to see it. You mentioned the crowd. Uh, I saw the pictures from last night. It was incredible. Um, so, anyway, yeah, man, we're getting ready to go in here, and everybody we've interviewed today, we've kind of asked them what they thought uh, about the game, and I think everybody over here is going to say the Eagles are going to win it, but if you had to make a prediction, what's your what's your score?
1: My score is going to I'm going to go, you know what? We're going 45-17 in
3: favor of the black and gold today.
0: Love it. All right, man. Appreciate it, buddy. We're going to get in there in a minute. Southern
6: Miss? To the top.
3: Talk. Uh, all right. I just got through talking to Chad. It's
0: 410 now, but uh, like I mentioned, I saw Car Shannon. Southern Miss, great walking by, and the,
5: the best set of Golden Eagle shoes I've ever seen. Car, first off, what is up? Here. Watch a little Golden Eagle, uh, little Golden Eagle football. Hopefully, uh, beat Rice. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good to be back in the postseason. Uh, Coach Hall has a program, certainly pointed in the right direction. And uh, looking forward to win number seven this afternoon. Yeah, there's nothing better than rice in a bowl, right?
3: <laughs> okay, so, so so tell me
0: about the shoes. Uh, and I know this is a podcast. You can't see them. these are black shoes with uh, Golden
5: Eagle logos on each side, the, the eagle head on each side of them. Where in the world did you get these shoes? Uh, bump, I got to be honest with you, I don't exactly remember. I found these scrolling through uh, the Internet right around the time COVID hit, and I ordered them. They were like 50 bucks. They came from China. I forgot about them. Showed up on my doorstep about six months later. Hmm. So uh, I I don't really know the site. It was just some collegiate apparel site that I found them, and I was surprised that they actually had them. But bottom line is uh, they are the best-looking shoes out here. They are better than Smitty's. <laughs> they are better than Smitty's. I challenged him on Twitter earlier.
6: Your name, Eddie? This boy. He can't find his mom right. oh. and He said just wearing the
0: best, not so Goodness. Very, very, very well. I tell you what, it's a good thing. You know, you got so many kids running around here. It's actually the second kid I've heard today that uh, kind of got uh, sidetracked from his parents. But
5: anyway, so look, man, so did you come down last night? You got here today? What's got up? Got here this morning and uh, just uh, down and back trip. So yeah. uh, just here to see, uh, catch up with some uh, some old friends, some old teammates, see you guys, man, and, and uh, looking forward to uh, tonight's game. Absolutely. So before I let you go, I've been asking everybody the same thing, but uh, I got to have a prediction. What you got? Golden Eagles win. That's all I got. I like it. Bottom line. Love it. Hey, I got one thing for you guys. Certainly want to thank you guys (laughs) for what you guys do. You and Jamie for what you guys have done, not only this season, but for so many years with To The Top Talk. You guys have been a voice for Golden Eagle fans, and I I just think uh, so many folks appreciate what you guys do with each episode the effort you put into it and you guys have been such a positive uh voice for our fan base and so uh, on behalf of so many i want to thank you guys for your efforts each and every episode
0: wow what you guys didn't see is i just handed car a hundred dollar bill for you sir <laughs> <laughs> hey man appreciate it and uh southern miss to the top
2: all right it is 6 42 p.m it is half time uh, Golden Eagles have a 17-3 lead. Frank Gore Jr. already with hundred over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Trey Lowe with 125 yards passing, one touchdown, five for 10. Jacorys cast casted three receptions, 75 yards and a touchdown, had the first touchdown of the game, and then had uh, a, a long pass down the field to put the Golden Eagles in scoring position. So strong half from the Golden Eagles, have
0: a 14-point lead heading into the second half. Wow. That was a bunch of stats that you know like right off the top of your head sitting in the concourse here. Uh, No, I mean, but Trello, goodness gracious. I mean, he couldn't be playing much better, you know? What a joy to watch. Great decision-making. I didn't realize Frank had that many yards so far, but that's awesome. Uh, We're on pace for, I think, over 500 yards total offense, which makes me wish that we were on pace for, like, 60 points. Uh, But, you know, uh, it's nice to have a lead at halftime. I'm getting a little cold, so if they can score a few more, we could get on the road a little bit.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Frank Gore Senior in the in the house as well. Seen quite a few Golden Eagle fans. Really, really tremendous showing by the Southern Miss faithful here. Uh, great crowd. Had a little bit of a at halftime. The the Rice Band, which I don't think is as big as the I don't know St. Stanislaus Band or Summerall High School Band. <laughs> dropped a welfare fun joke in the middle of their halftime show receiving booze from the Golden Eagle faithful so that's what it is but uh Southern Miss with the 14 point lead heading into the second half so but what would you like to see uh the Golden Eagles do I mean obviously score but what would you like to see from Southern Miss in the second half
0: um just a lot of the same you know I, I before the game we talked about it at the I didn't think Trey was going to be – I was hoping Trey would throw the ball like between like 15 and 20 times uh, and Frank would get loose. It seems like we're kind of getting the best of both worlds. So let's do some more of that. Frog's having a great game, you know. Uh, so more of that, maybe a little bit more one. and um, But as long as we end up winning by one point, I don't care.
2: One thing we haven't talked about and we haven't had to talk about because Trey's done a solid job and they've got him in the quarterback, but Ty Keys is active for the first time since the Tulane game. So Ty Keys warming up on the sideline. He's ready to go if need be.
0: Well, uh, as as it stands right now, uh, not sure we need him today, which is a good thing.
2: All right, so it's uh, 7.49 p.m. We're about to start the fourth quarter. Rice comes out, rapid fire, three touchdowns. The Golden Eagles bounce back, Ty Mims uh, catching a Frank Gore touchdown reception. So, uh, it sounds like we're about to start the fourth.
0: Well, uh, there was a lot of fireworks in the third quarter. Uh, I was all about some fireworks that they mostly came on our side, but we gave up 21 in a hurry. So, uh, got to uh, gotta do better in the fourth.
2: Yeah, got to do better in the fourth. Uh, Golden Eagles have the ball third down and long, so hopefully we can get in field goal range here you yeah. I mean, he's got to be close to 200 yards if he hadn't hit it already. I'm not looking because my battery's about to die, but he's, he should be pretty yeah. close.
0: If I didn't have to take off my gloves to do it, I'd be
3: There he is. low pass is complete.
6: there's that ball. Make that ball too?
0: Yeah. That ankles that got injured?
2: So it's now 7:52. That didn't take long at all. Trey Lowe hits Jason Brownlee for a touchdown reception. Golden Eagles have a 32-24 lead with the extra point pending. Okay, so this was the point where we took the lead again but my battery on my phone was going dead so we didn't record anything else and we got back in the we got back in the the, the ride and we were like all right I was like let me, let me charge my phone up a little bit and Jason's like I want to go to Fosacles So we went to Fusacles and we got distracted the rest of the way home and never recorded an ending to that
3: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I was always wondering uh, when that was gonna happen but before you knew it man we uh, were just bugging we hadn't done that in a while you know yeah uh, yeah like we used to uh, go do that kind of stuff and um, it was good man it was nice to kind of be back in the back in the saddle again but yeah i'll take the blame on the Fusaclys. and i didn't realize it was going to take you know that damn long <laughs> no it <laughs> was <the> chicken <laughs>
2: like J- jason uh, made an interesting point on the chicken he was like cuz people are like oh I, you know Fusacles is the best oh canes is the best and jason's like it's a chicken tender like they're really not all that different and the same, and I think you made the point the same with donuts. Very good points. These people that get on their high horse about their chicken tenders, but it. it's really, it's kind of like, it's kind of like being attracted to feet. I don't get it. <laughs> chicken tenders are feet. That's just not Jamie's thing. Fusakli's ticker, t- tickers. Fusakli's tenders are a lot smaller than canes. Canes are, are much larger. Their sauce, very, very similar. Uh, Fusackley's has a bigger fry Kane's has a smaller fry It's really it, it, And they're um, both crinkle cut
0: There's not a lot of Yeah yeah Anyway, you slice it um, It's pretty much chicken and french fries, You know And a big yeah. ass piece of toast And some coleslaw
2: I like the Kane's coleslaw I, 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 better I, I, than their coleslaw yeah. though I do like the
0: canes. Yeah I, just I don't know how that. you can have Yeah I just don't know how you can You know say one of them is horrible Like this sucks And this one's fantastic It's pretty much the same damn thing So
2: I will agree So when we left off there with the recording, Southern Miss had just taken the lead, uh, 30 to uh, 24. Southern Miss ends up winning the game 38 to 24. The story of the night, as we kind of alluded to there at the half was Frank Gore Jr. 21 carries on the ground, 21 carries for 329 yards and two touchdowns. Now, though that is a, a Southern Miss, that is the Southern Miss all time single game. Rushing record that is also the FBS single game uh, rushing uh, record for bowls. So he had quite the quite the night. Um, Also had was two for three passing for 19 yards and one touchdown as well. So, man, he if if he doesn't if they don't make like if they have like all bowl teams. I mean, he's got to be on all of them.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, have a day, Frank. You know, I remember uh, we were sitting in the stadium. And at one point you're like, Is he got has he ran for two hundred so far? And I was like, Has he? He's ran for a lot and we were trying to look it up, but both our batteries were dying. <laughs> uh, and then after a while we were like, Well, we thought he was close to two hundred. Then he had like two more big runs. And then to see that three two nine at the very end of the game was just I mean, it was just crazy. I mean, it was the Frank Gore show. Not that there weren't other uh, pieces to the puzzle um, bright spots during the game, but I mean, uh, like you said, he set every record that you can set pretty much and didn't even look winded at the end of the game. I don't know how the hell he does it. Uh, I'm glad we got him. And I was, I, was, I was glad that I was there to kind of be a part of it.
4: You mentioned- I know um, Jim Cole tweeted something along the lines, but the amount of PR that Southern Miss got out of national media coverage over that game and what Frank did was just outstanding. Uh, Every sports talking head across the country was talking about that that night and the next day. Not to mention that anti-chill went viral amongst people that don't even watch football. (laughs) I I saw some beer account from Toronto, Canada that I follow on Instagram posted on their story the other day. And I was like, this this is a French-speaking Canadian person that thought that was the most hilarious thing in the world. Yeah,
2: I had someone talk about it. On my work call today, that didn't make the connection to me right away. Which is, <laughs> I know that says something about me. Somebody else did, but somebody <laughs> was talking about it, and yeah. had, like not even, not even knowing that I was at that game and everything else. So, yeah, that was terrific. You mentioned a couple other players too that, that had strong games. Jacorius Caston started off with the first TD of the game, um, four receptions for 94 yards and one touchdown. He also had one um, rush for nine yards, and then Jason Brownley three receptions. For 72 yards and a touchdown as well. So yeah, there were some, and, and also Trey Lowe had a, a, had a, had a decent night. He was only seven for mm-hmm. 16 for 170 yards, two touchdowns. Um, also had six receptions for seven yards, but one of those was an 18 yard, uh, 18, excuse me, six rushes for seven yards. And, uh, one of those was for 18 yards. So a, a decent day for, for Trey Lowe, just kind of being the game manager that he is.
0: I thought Trey played great. I, I thought if you, I mean, if we could have got that kind of performance, I mean, minus the one weird fumble, uh, that he had. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it, I think with this year's team, uh, having the super back and being, um, uh, j- just having playmakers on the outside, but able to run the ball like we could the whole year, we just kind of needed somebody to just get back there. Um, avoid the, you know, just horrible mistake. And just manage it, and we'd kind of be okay. We were talking before the game that uh, we thought that, you know, if Trey had one of those games where he throws it between 15 and 20 times and, and has no turnovers, so we probably had a chance. And, you know, he, he didn't do his part on the turnover side of it, but the rest of it he really did. Um, threw the ball when he away when he had to, ran with it when he had to, um, just ran the show and um, just paved the way. So, you know, there was at least a threat of a passing game where Frank Gore could do his thing. And he did.
4: Yeah. Well, one of the main guys, uh, that, that opened it up. So Gore <laughs> could do his work was the fact that Brownlee was double teamed all night. So you've got mm. two guys on, on Brownlee all night. Uh, I mean that, that leaves the defense, uh, a man down trying to, to cover everybody else and good luck tackling Frank Gore jr. One-on-one
2: in space. Right. On the defensive side of the ball, now, Dalen Gill had quite the night. Uh, 11 total tackles. Three of those were for sacks. I mean, there was that one drive where it seemed like every play he was in the backfield. Uh, I, I believe they named him the defensive player of the game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he got they some did. kind of trophy. So, I mean, yeah, he he showed out. Malik Shorts was all over the place. Uh, seven tackles, uh, a half a tackle for a loss. <laughs> and then, uh,
0: uh,
2: Tyler, uh, let's see. Talon Knight had one-and-a-half tackles for a loss. Um, Eric Scott had two passes deflected. Um, I think it was Jay Stanley early in the game had the chance for the interception but wasn't able to, to bring it in. But all in all, a, a pretty solid night from the defense. That being said, the story was uh, all the way around was Frank Gore Jr. and the performance he put on.
4: Well, Stanley did get the pick to seal the win there at the end of the game. So
2: Yeah, Absolutely.
4: Very fitting that that his last play for the season was an interception.
0: And you know, outside of about a six minute stretch where the defense just went completely brain dead, um, it was complete dominance. Um, now during that six minute stretch, I uh, gave up three scores, <laughs> but um, but now, it, yeah, it was it was a great effort by the defense all night long.
2: Yeah, you talk about yep. that was a that was a quick turnaround. I mean, I, like I think we had just talked as we did a few minutes ago on here. Uh, we had just talked about, oh, well, Southern Miss, you know, two touchdown lead. We'll see what happens here. And then, I mean, before we could even pick up the recorder, there were three rice touchdowns.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I
4: had uh, Catherine was out with some girlfriends that night. So I had Evie and she watched the first half of the football game with me. And then I put her, tried to put her to bed at halftime. Well, that worked out swimmingly as I missed the first, like, six minutes of the second half. And came back downstairs, I was like, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I've, I have not gone back and watched it because uh, the good stuff pretty much happened from that point on. I think Rice did score the the tying touchdown uh, while I was watching. And then we proceeded to uh, unleash Frank Gore on him for the rest of the game. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and watch and see what happened, but I, I think I may live a better, happier life having not seen it. So
2: yeah, most definitely. So the Golden Eagles finished the season seven and six on the year. Uh, I thought this was really huge as far as carrying the momentum forward into 2023. Um, you know, we, we started some of that today with the, we had national signing day before I get to that though. We are in the middle of bowl season, and I don't know if it's still holding up tonight. I don't know if the game has started. No, the game hasn't started yet. It starts in three minutes. Yes, West,
4: South, Al-
2: South Alabama and Western Kentucky. But other than that, the Sunbelt has been pretty strong thus far. Um, U- UTSA fell to Troy, 18 to 12. Of course, Southern Miss defeating Rice, 38 to 24. Marshall defeating UConn, 28 to 14. So the remaining games are Western Kentucky and South Alabama tonight. Louisiana and Lafayette and Houston. I had to add that Lafayette in there. Louisiana and Houston on Friday, <laughs> December 23rd. And then Tuesday, December 27th, Georgia Southern against Buffalo in the Camellia Bowl, which is in Montgomery, Alabama. And then coastal Carolina taking on East, East Carolina in the Birmingham Bowl. So a big day for, um, group of five football in the state of Alabama <laughs> on December the 27th. So today, national signing day, new crop, 23 signees in total. I will go ahead and tell you the most interesting thing that I saw today on signing day that I did not realize was receiver Matt Nixon from West Jones is from Mary Hill, Mississippi. I learned this was a place on watching a, a tornado on WDM a few years ago. So we have—is this our first? This is probably our first ball player from Mary Hill.
4: Uh, how many? I mean, what's the population of Mary Hill? Is—is is it? I mean, it's a community, right? It's not like an incorporated actual town with a post office
2: and zip code. Uh, I, I think it is just a community. Let's see. It's an unincorporated community in Simpson County. Simpson County. Yeah, I don't know. That's what it says.
0: Now you're saying Mary Hill, not it, Mary Hill. No, not no, Mary, Mary Hill. Hell. Mary Hill. M-E-R-R-Y
4: space
2: H-E-L-L.
0: Oh, wrong all the way around. I was thinking M-A-R-Y.
2: H I L L. I don't know if I would have brought it up if that was the case.
0: Yeah, I was like, uh, you know, this is kind of interesting <laughs> when you hear of new words to towns on tornado warnings, but yeah, Mary Hill.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, it was Carolina's okay. Got some interesting ones too, but uh, go ahead. Mississippi's got some great town names.
2: Uh, uh, per Wikipedia, Mary Hill was so named from the family feuds of the early Scottish settlers. Crazy ass Scots. Yeah. What not the merry hell. What in the merry hell. Pow. So there you have it. We've got our we've got a player from Merry from Hell. Let's take a look at some of the things, guys. Feel free to chime in as we go kind of through this list. Uh, Ryder Burns, a six one, hundred and eighty five pound long snapper from Lake Cormont, Mississippi. I didn't know that we had a long snapper committed, but we did. He signed with us today. JJ Butler, a seven a six five. I wish he was 7'5". Six, five, 207 hundred and seven pound wide receiver from Scott Central High School in Forest, Mississippi. He's someone with a lot of size and length, and I think that they they spoke very highly of him and his potential.
4: Yeah, isn't he the highest like rated kid in the class as far as like recruiting services wise? I mean, he's six five,
2: two hundred and seven. I think. R- yeah, runs a four five forty. Uh, I mean, that's. uh I believe Elijah Douglas is the highest rated. I mean, I, I may be wrong on that. But am I, I
4: confusing really? those two?
2: Uh, well, is no. a defensive lineman from Pensacola. He flipped from Georgia Tech.
4: Yeah. All right. Now, I'm, I'm thinking about this guy. I thought I read something. Maybe it was uh, – uh, whose article was it that I read earlier? Uh, anyway. But they were talking – but, I mean, that's DeAndre Brown measurables.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think mean, the deal – and this is probably way off. Uh, draft nerds are going to kill me if I'm wrong. But is this the kid that didn't play a senior year?
2: Oh uh, uh I think that's I think that's the kid from Mary Hell. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: Because mm-hmm. he uh he has been injured this this season. So. Um then we've got uh Colby Cage, six one two hundred five pound linebacker from Arizona he well, he's from New Orleans, Louisiana, played at Holy Cross High School in New Orleans, um entered the portal from Arizona from the Wildcats and ended up here at Southern Miss. Uh Gabe Cavazos a 6'4", 285 pound. They believe that they're going to play him at tackle from Lake Cormant High School. Uh, He is a transfer from Mississippi State. Ethan Crawford is a foot, 195 pound quarterback from Hillcrest High School in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He got hurt early in the season, or no, excuse me, late in the season. He injured his knee in the final regular season game, leading them to a 10-0 record before being lost for the rest of the season. Um, So, you know, he's somebody that certainly has potentials. MJ Daniels, a transfer from Ole Miss or from Loosedale, Mississippi, 6'1, 210 pounds. Uh, another pickup from the portal. Elijah Douglas, which my understanding is he's, he's one of the best, uh, one of the best high school prospects that we signed this year. 6'3, 280 pound defensive lineman from Pine Forest High School in Pensacola, Florida. He is a, uh, was a originally a Georgia Tech commit and then flipped once they had their coaching change.
4: So. That uh that Pensacola pipeline that the staff is starting to establish for D linemen, uh is kind of nice. Hopefully we can keep that rolling. That's three D linemen from Pensacola. Uh, you got um man, I'm just drawing a blank on names tonight,
2: just all around. We we you had uh, Eli. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then you had we had one from this class from Arkansas that is a, is an Arkansas transfer, but he yeah. is from Pensacola as well. Yep. Um.
4: Those were the three I was thinking of.
2: Yeah, Eric Th- Eric Thomas. So there you go. Um, Let me drink more whiskey. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Live it up. Um, then we've got Holman Edwards. He is from originally from French Cap, Mississippi. Six, three, 210 hundred ten pound quarterback played at East Central Community College. Um, did not see any action this this season for Houston, and is transferring to the Golden Eagles. Connor Gibbs. I think this was one that that uh, another one that, um, you know, was kind of a last minute surprise. Connor Gibbs, 5'10", 175 pound place kicker from Metairie, Louisiana, went to Metairie Park uh, Country Day School. Very. Uh, I saw one of the services had him very, very highly rated as a kicker. So I'm sure he'll come in right away and compete. Austin Gonzalez, a 5'11", 175 pound quarterback slash athlete, plays at Lovejoy High School in the uh, Dallas area, he is from Plano, Texas.
4: Thirty-six on the ACT, that kid.
0: Holy cow! That's getting all of the answers right.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a that's a perfect score. You got no excuse, Rice. Um,
0: he <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: was like, "I don't want to play for those losers."
0: <laughs> Maybe he just wasn't a big enough a hole. There you go. Golly. Rice, man. I don't know how that came across on TV, Shane, but good Lord, they were chippy all game. And then the band thing. Anyway, I
4: don't even know if we're going to get into that bit. Oh, we can. I have a slightly different take <laughs> on the band thing, so we'll talk about it later. All
2: right. JQ Gray, 5960 nine, hundred pounds running back from Oak Grove High School. Uh, Really, really solid uh, all-purpose back. Speedy, speedy too. Chris Hayes, a six three, two pounds offensive lineman from Starkville, Mississippi uh taquan henderson six 200 pound wide receiver from canton mississippi played at colin community college i don't know how i feel about uh people who come from colin chain, but here we are um no he's well,
4: Co- <laughs> i mean swayze went to colin you take that up with him i went to hunt
2: oh you went to hunt well you went you went to like lincoln academy is that right
4: uh, Capaya, Colin is Capaya Lincoln. Oh, I went to Capaya Academy, Academy in Capaya okay. County, which is the co-part of Colin, Capaya Lincoln Community
2: College. Okay, I went to Jones, so that's why I couldn't figure that out. So. <laughs> well,
4: I, I didn't go to my my home county
2: uh, JUCO. I, I went to Heinz uh, in Raymond. Okay, well, Taekwondo, you're good to go, buddy. Um, they expect him to kind of, <laughs> you know, compete at one of those, uh, re- receiver positions. Traymon Henry, a 6'2", 225 pound linebacker from Carver High School in Columbus, Georgia. Another linebacker from Col- coming to Louisiana at St. Paul's School. Jacob Johnson, 6'2", 200 pounds. Uh, Quez McNeil, a 5'11, 185 pound defensive back from Colin as well. Um, Matt Nixon from Mary Hill, Mississippi from West John, 6'2", 185 pound wide receiver. Uh, Xavius Reed, 6'4", 220-pound tight end from Callaway High School in LaGrange, Georgia.
3: Um, oh, 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 oh,
2: sorry. <laughs> Luke Rogers, a 6'4", 195 pounds offensive lineman. I believe they have offensive. offensive. I think they have him playing center at Brandon High School. Um, Jalen Sims, also from Colin Community College, 6'2", 202-pound um, linebacker. Before he came to Colin, he went to Memphis. So we're getting him from Colin by way of Memphis. Eric Thomas, transfer from Arkansas, 6'2, 253 pound, uh, defensive lineman. And then Tanner Welch, big tank Welch, 6'7, 320 pounds, uh, tackle from Brandon, Mississippi, big old boy. That kid is a massive
4: human being. Like I felt sorry for some of those kids that were matched up against him in the highlight video. They, t- they tweeted out after his signing announcement because he was like 10 times as big as some of these kids and just completely just pushed him over and uh, they could do nothing.
2: He's huge. He you know, I think a uh, a year or two in the strength conditioning program is going to be huge for him. But he is a massive human being. And that's what his nickname at it at, at uh, Northwest is tank. Like I was talking to my, my niece, Cheers from Northwest Rankin. She's like, yeah, Tank's coming there. I was like, who? And I like, oh, I did the math. So they call him tank. So I guess. Yeah. Somebody tell, Rightfully Cox, so. somebody tell Coxie before he makes up a nickname for him.
4: <laughs> uh, Welchie.
2: Welchie. <laughs> Tanny. Tanny,
4: yeah. It's going to end in E. It's uh, going to end in E. 90% of the time.
2: <laughs> and then the, the closing out the class, uh, I think this is something that a lot of people are excited about as well. Billy Wiles, a 6'3". Billy. E. Billy Wiles, 6'3", 220-pound quarterback, a transfer from Clemson um joined Clemson as a walk on did have some offers out of college but decided to walk on at Clemson. Um I believe he was he's been the backup there and uh you know very it looks like he has a pretty high ceiling so we're excited about that. So 23 players signed right now. I believe we have some room for a few more particularly in the uh, with transfers. So we'll finish that up in January and on to February.
4: I saw where uh, they want to have the class wrapped up before second signing day in february but focus on linebackers cornerbacks uh maybe a couple more offensive linemen uh was were the needs and they felt with this class it wasn't so much go out and just stockpile talent it was we've got talent returning on the roster we can actually go after positions of need with this class which
2: uh should pay huge dividends next year i mean you start with the quarterback position i mean you've got Mm -hmm. you've got three maybe four quarterbacks right there. I mean, and you look at the injuries we've gone through in the past few seasons and it's definitely been a position. Now, it's not like we didn't try last year. We did. But it was uh it's been a position for need and just with the injuries that have happened, there's there's been no depth there. So
0: Well, okay. and last year we also couldn't just sign like who we wanted, right? We we're still down by that 25 thing. That's gone now, is it not?
4: No, last year we could oversign. That was the okay. first year you could you could make up some ground on – depending on how many people you had lost to transfers, there was a sliding scale of how many extra people you could take. And uh, I believe this class we can take around 30. I believe so, – I think that's and, right. And, yeah, I
0: think that's right. Yeah, and, and as far as, you know, addressing needs, we really did that with the with the quarterback room. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, a lot of these guys – like somebody told me, like, so you don't have anybody who's, who's played a lot. I'm like, well, you know – no, but, I mean, you've been in the meeting rooms and the practices at the spring games of places like Clemson and Houston. Um, you've got a guy who's already played two years of junior college football. Uh, they've been in Division One weight training programs, um, you know, along with some, with, with some younger kids, too. But the point is, like, if something happens, like it has the last two seasons, <laughs> uh, it, then the next guy up isn't um, – as green as probably Wilkie was this year, honestly, right? I mean, he came in and did great, showed out against Miami and, and did a lot of things good. But uh, I think even he would tell you that in two years, uh, he'll probably be a better player than he was this year. So got a room full of those guys now.
2: I don't get that like, oh, they haven't seen any action yeah.
0: get Look at what
2: our passing offense has been the past three seasons. <laughs> like who's going to – who? what experienced? Blue chip quarterback is going to be like ah oh, let me you know and not to mention the inconsistency we've had on the O line I mean it's gotten better this year but last year it was a travesty so what what four star blue chipper do you see transferring in in that situation sure you know um but we'll all has relationships with these quarterbacks that we're bringing in I'm I'm excited to see what this what we look like after the spring
0: yeah it's going to be a very very interesting spring and, and whenever we get out the practices and specifically the spring game. Um, all eyes are going to be on that one position. Jason, you want to update
2: us on some of the recent men's basketball games.
0: Yeah, I'll try to get through this as quick as I can. Um, so I have three games to update everyone on two of them against the same person. We played Lamar twice. Uh, the first time we played Lamar was on December 10th here at Reed green Coliseum. We won this game 95 to 59. Um, this one really, really wasn't even close. Uh, 50 points in the first half, 45 in the second. Could have been like 60 or 65 in the second half, but Ladner really took his foot off the gas. It was like five or six minutes to go. Um, Southern Miss with 35 points off, turner, off turnovers. Started the game off on fire, I believe, with a 23-1 to one, uh, start in just a few minutes in. Shot 50% from the field, 42% from three, and 75% from the line. Crawley had 24.7 assists. Hase with 12 points, Ivory with 16, uh, and those 16 points by Ivory just in 10 minutes of play. Uh, Victor Hart, a uh, very similar line, 11 points in just 13 minutes of play. So won that game uh, pretty handily. Then a couple of days later on December 13th, had to turn around and play Lamar again, this time in Beaumont, Texas. Won this game 91-65. to uh, Led 40 to 29 at the half and really poured it on in the second half. I think that the first game Lamar was a little bit shell shocked at just how we came out on fire and they probably didn't think we we're quite as good as we are. The uh, second game they they knew, <laughs> so they came out uh, with a little more urgency, um, but it really didn't matter. Uh, four players in double figures for Southern Miss: Hase, 28 points, 13 rebounds, six of eight from beyond the arc. Pinkney's 17 points, nine rebounds, three of five from three point range. Crawley, three, 13 points. Um, and he was only two of nine from deep, but you know, the, the other guys, uh, Hase and Pink really made up the difference. And, uh, so the Eagles win that one by 33 points. That leads us to December the 18th back at home. Uh, this was the day after the bowl game. Um, and, you know, the attendance was pretty good for this game. Uh, 2,600 fans, uh, in attendance. And, and that's, that's with zero students on campus. The band wasn't there. And I think half the town was still in Mobile. So, uh, you know, so Reed Green's looking, looking good these days. Uh, won this one by a final of 86 to 67. Um, and you know, McNeese, we, we had talked about it, but McNeese had played a tough schedule coming in. Um, and that and they had played Louisiana Lafayette, uh, who was actually picked to win the Sun Belt, and Louisiana only beat them by eight points, so we knew we were going to have our hands full. Uh, they have a very pesky defense. They play hard. They play chippy, um, kind of like a knockoff 40 minutes of hell type of thing. And, uh, and, and they gave us fits for, for quite a while. Um, the starters had to play a lot more this game than the previous two against Lamar, Hase uh, ended up with 19 points, two blocks, four of eight from the three-point range. Pinckney had 18 and nine, and he got it going from deep, going four or five. Crawley played well again, 14, seven, uh, four assists and two steals. But the player of the game, I thought, uh, and, 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 you know, this guy's really stepped up into, into a big role so far this year, was was Mo Arnold. Um, he's having to play a ton of point guard with Nefty out. He looked great all night. He went for 14 and 7. He had eight assists versus only one turnover and added in a steal. And I mean, anybody who's been out to our games playing that many minutes at point guard, guarding the entire floor because we run a lot of uh, a lot of full court scoring, distributing, not turning it over, running the show for the most part. It's not easy. Um, and this is I kind of equate it to uh, when when Black Johnson went down for the baseball team and Montenegro had to step in for like 15 games straight or whatever it was, 15, 18 games straight. Uh, it, that's that's kind of what Mo's having to do. Um, we do have Nico that, that can come in and, and, and run the point as well. But Mo's been handling most of that and he looked great. So I wanted to give him a, a, give a, give props to Mo right there. And so that leads us to the showdown that we've all been looking forward to. Both teams with one loss, uh, Southern Miss now at 11 and one headed to LV to face the running Rebs. Um, this is not the running Rebs of yesteryear with Stacey Ogman and, uh, Larry Johnson and who else is on that team? Anthony. Um, anyway, that team was awesome. <laughs> Hopefully this team is not quite as good, but they do have a 10 and one overall record with wins over Dayton, Minnesota, Hawaii, Washington state. Um, they did just lose their first game to San Francisco which San Francisco is a good club they have nine wins this year but um but, but they also have some 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 wins that that uh, that you think that maybe they should have won a little bit more they only beat southern University 66 to 56 beat high Point College by 10 points 78 to 68 um, beat southern illinois 56 to 49 um, should be a good game for the Eagles They've got three guys that average in double figures. Harkless with 15.2 points per game. Gilbert, 14.6. Rodriguez, 12.4 points per game. they got size and length. They're probably going to come in with a little bit of the red ass after losing to San Francisco, um, their first loss of the year. They actually had had an 11-point lead in the second half with just three minutes to go. Um, So I'm sure we're going to get their best effort. One thing to look out for, they're streaky from three-point range. Who isn't, really? But – they go six in, in that game versus San Francisco. They went seven of 16 from three in the first half and only one of 10 from three in the second half. So something to look for.
4: There isn't streaky from 3
2: how <laughs>
0: <laughs> there
2: uh, and they've got uh, Vegas has them as, as eight point favorites in this game. So if you made money off the Golden Eagles early in the season and you like your chances, you might as well go for it. There's
4: a uh, Sunbelt group messaging deal on twitter and i can't remember who it is right now because just that's on par for the night i can't remember anyone's name um but they have made a good bit of money off of southern miss basketball so
2: far this year it's been a good bet if you've been able to get in on it um, so, like you said, upcoming games this Thursday, December 22nd at UNLV. That game is at 9 p.m. I don't know if that's televised or not. I know they have it on the UNLV website, but I'm not sure if it's going to be available anywhere else.
0: It, it's uh, I, I know the answer to that. I looked it up. It's um, it's on the Mountain West Network. OK. And uh, if you have a like, I just actually I saw Robert Goss tweeted out that he had a Roku and he just searched for it. Um, the Mountain West Network. So I did that same thing. It was a free download, so I'm ready. Whenever the game starts, I can just flip it on.
2: Do you have Roku?
0: I have Fire Stick.
2: Do you ha- do you- I have. Do you have to have a subscription to Mountain West TV?
0: I mean, I didn't try to click on the game because the game hadn't started yet, but I, yeah. I, I got the app, and I saw it was there. So we'll okay. see.
2: <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out. Um, then on next – Thursday, December 29th, the first official Sunbelt game for the Golden Eagles, taking on the Troy Trojans at 7 p.m. And then Saturday, December 31st, that's a New Year's Eve game, 2 p.m. at Reed Green Coliseum against App State. So that should take you up into the new year. Shane, do you have any updates for us this evening?
4: I do. I do. We didn't release an episode last week, so uh, we still have some volleyball to cover. Uh, and women's basketball is rocking and rolling. So we'll start with volleyball. Uh, the Lady Eagles continued their run in the NIVC by defeating Western Cor- Carolina in an absolute thriller back on Wednesday the 7th. That was at Western Carolina in Kulawee, North Carolina. The Eagles won 3-2, to two and every set was a nail-biter. Uh, it, w- it went like this, 22-25. Eagles picked up a set 25-15, then fell 15-25. Bounced back for 25-22 to force it into a, a fifth set that went 15-12. Uh, I actually caught the last few sets of this, and uh, it was some really intense, long volley volleyball. Uh, really, really good match. Uh, Kara Atkinson had 19 kills, uh, two aces, and she had some blocks, but I didn't put the number in there. So uh, we'll just uh, know that she had some blocks as well. Mia Wesley was right behind her, 18 kills, one block, and an ace. And uh, Reagan Lainan contributed 10 kills in a block. Kenzie Smith had 56 assists in that match. So four golden eagles got no double figure de- uh, digs. You had Megan Harris leading the pack with 32, Lindsey leg with 16, Lauren Talbert with 14 and Mia Wesley with 13. Uh, the win over Western Car- Carolina moved the lady eagles on to the semifinals where they faced Boston college in Boston on Saturday the 10th. Uh, unfortunately, this is where the lady eagles season would end as they fell three to one to the other eagles from Boston. Uh, Mia Wesley did have 19 kills and 19 digs in that match. Uh, Kaylin Demps had 12 kills, Kara Adkinson 10. Uh, Kenzie Smith chipped in 45 assists while Mer- Megan Harris had 12 digs and Lindsey Leg had 10. So that completes a very nice inaugural season for Jenny Hazelwood as the coach of the Golden Eagle program. She sets the program record for most wins by a first year head coach at 21 and. Oh, I didn't copy that part. Lady Eagles finished the season with 21 wins, I believe eleven losses. Uh I'm gonna have to look that up real quick. Bear with me. Talks amongst yourselves, mingle, mingle. Uh that's that's important information. But the 21 wins, the important thing is that they uh broke the program record for wins by a first-year head coach, and it was 21-11. And then 10 and six in Sunbelt Conference play. So, very nice season from the Lady Eagles on the volleyball court. Looking forward to next season for them. Uh, Lady Eagles have been in action on the hardwood. They hosted Alabama on Sunday, the 11th. That was just an absolute defensive battle. The Eagles would drop that one 47 to 56. Uh, really because Bama went on a 13-0 run in the second quarter, and the Lady, Lady Eagles were never really able to recover from that. Uh, this was the first home loss of the season for the Lady Eagles. Uh, they did hold the Crimson Tide to their lowest point total of the season, as they averaged 76.8 points coming into that contest. Uh, Malia Grayson led the Eagles in scoring with 14 points and four rebounds. Dom Davis had 11 points. Uh, the Lady Eagles returned to their winning ways out on the West Coast, though, as they participated in the Long Beach Classic in Long Beach, California. On Friday the 16th, they faced UC Irvine and walked away with a 50 to 45 win. This was the first road win or the first win away from uh, the friendly confines of Reed Green for the Lady Eagles uh this season. I I should be more specific about that. Uh the Lady Eagle defense was very aggressive as they held the Anteaters to 15 first half points. Malia Grayson herself had 17 points, seven rebounds, two steals and a block. Dom Davis added 13 points, two steals and a rebounds. Uh, the Golden Eagles then took on host Long Beach State Saturday the 17th and were victorious again, winning 56 to 50. And the reason I wanted to clarify that the previous win was the first win away from Reed Green because Long Beach State was the host of this tournament. So this was the first true road win. So first win, uh, first two wins on the road for the Lady Eagles. Dom Davis led the way with 20 points in this one. Lonnie Cornfield was also in double digits with 13 for those 20 points and her showing in the previous game. Dom Davis was rewarded with her second Sun Belt Conference Player of the Week honors. The Lady Eagles close out non-conference portion of their schedule with a seven and four record, and now move on to Sun Belt Conference play. That will start with Troy on Thursday, the twenty-ninth, at six o'clock and then follow that up with a trip down 49 to play South Alabama Saturday, the 31st at one. So a couple of road games for the lady Eagles to open Sunbelt conference play. Uh, but starting the early season seven and four looks to be a good season on tap for the lady Eagles. Hopefully they can keep that up in conference play.
2: All right. Outstanding. Jason, do you have any shout outs?
0: Yeah, let me, uh, Fire right, up my shout outs here. Um, so first of all, man, I gotta start off with you. You know, like, uh, this is, um, this was something that I'm, I don't even sure if I knew like what the hell a podcast was when Jamie said, Hey, do you want to do this podcast? So I was like, okay. <laughs> um, cause it started off with just Jamie and every now and then I think he just completely ran dry on guests and I was like his last minute dude. And then, um, and before you knew it, I was on for like, you know, two straight months. And I was like, I don't know. I guess I'm like part of it. And, uh, and so, yeah, man. I mean, what a ride. This is year seven. Is that right? Coming up on it, man. Coming up on seven years this January. Yeah, man. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's, uh, it's been an honor. You gave me a chance. And, you know, I, I, I told you a little bit about this earlier, but, um, uh listeners so when jamie first i mean i I think maybe he thought that i was better at it than i was (laughs) because i was nervous as could as could be uh especially like when we're at the radio station but um but you know a couple times i said hey you know you ought to interview this guy you ought to do that guy and he was like do it i was like no 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 you should do the interview he goes go (laughs) ahead i was like all right well i mean is there any sort of you know outline or um any questions you want me to ask he said man you'll do fine i said okay you know and but but, but but i mean so i mean on one hand you could say like man he didn't even you know train you on the other hand he, he let me get out there and get after it you know and uh and just kind of figure out how to do it and um and and it was it was great um you know i, I just kind of listened to what he did really and just tried to duplicate that so but yeah man thank you uh you're my number one shout out shane adding you to the mix uh you know, here the last, I don't know, a couple of years or whatever, is um, you really brought something to show. You, you, you we, I, we always thought you did. And the weird thing about it is we could have done a lot earlier, but we just didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know that you could do three <laughs> on this thing. So it took us a little while to get around to that. But when we did, it was awesome. This flow that we've developed, I think, is cool. It's conversational. I think people like to listen to it. Um, we could show up with no notes um, and probably put together an episode that, that that people would like and we've done that before I'll, we've done that yes before. we have done that before um <laughs> for sure but you know it, it's uh it i don't know if we can duplicate it and and you know i, I i'm i glad letting me kind of still uh use the to the top dog name and hope I can i can do it uh justice and you know just thinking back to all the, all the uh interviews you've let me do and I was trying to think of my favorite one, and I really I really don't know if I have one. But uh, but now, I mean, I got my, people's name uh, and number in my phone, like Marshant Kenny, <laughs> Rod Davis, uh, Coach John Thompson, Trey Sutton, um, Dominique Sullivan, Trey, uh, Cortez Edwards. I don't know. I mean, the, the name, the, the list just goes on and on. Dusty Haley um, of guys that, that I've interviewed um, that I would not have had a chance to do that without you. So I appreciate you um and yeah i had a few more shout outs but you know what i think i'm just going to leave it at that
2: no i appreciate that shane do you have any shout outs tonight
4: uh no not necessarily uh you know i kind of want to echo some of what bump said uh i mean this has been an absolute blast um it's uh it's it's always been fun i mean the three of us have been friends for years and that's just really what this podcast has been well this is easy for me to say that that's what this podcast has been because i don't have to do any of the editing or any of the actual work that jamie's (laughs) had to do over the years so yeah for me this is just where i sit down with a glass of whiskey and get to talk about the one sports institution that i give a damn about uh and um you know just hang out with my boys and, and drink whiskey and crack smart ass comments and talk about sports and it's just been a lot of fun um I'm also going to be transitioning away from the show, uh, not necessarily, uh, as permanently. Um, I, uh, I told Bump when we talked this afternoon, you know, I'm, I may stick around for a couple of more episodes and, and help through the transition. And then, you know, uh, it's, it's not a, uh, a goodbye by any means. Uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll be on from time to time going forward, but similarly to, uh, to Jamie. Uh, just work is really busy. I'm chasing around a three-year-old and uh, the, the conversation is always fun. But the preparation that goes into, you know, me droning on for 45 minutes uh, for fall and spring <laughs> sports at the end of the show. Um you know, that it takes time to put that stuff together and work is, I work for a very small company and it's just so busy. Uh, there's nobody else to push that work off on. <laughs> I've got to do it. So it, <laughs> it cuts in to that time. Um, so that's, uh, I'll, I'll be doing a similar thing, but again, uh, it's not goodbye. I'll, I'll be around from time to time. Uh, and I'll, I'll be around, uh, until, uh, bump gets, the, gets his show rolling uh as well. So uh he's gonna do great. I mean uh his his passion for Southern Miss is is unmatched and uh it's I'm looking forward to uh to listening to the episodes when they drop and completely not knowing what they talk about and then not just being from a whiskey <laughs> haze, but being like, Oh yeah. It's uh get to get to hear what uh what they talked about last night. So uh, that'll be fun. But, yeah, that's all that said to, uh, you know, thank both of you guys for for bringing me into the fold. But, Jamie, thanks for creating this. You're the, the Joe Rogan of Southern Miss podcast. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know that that your guests have been quite as controversial, uh, but unless you want to unless you want to invite, come on for one more episode and invite the mob. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I get it. I, I get why you need to step away. Um, super busy, but, uh, well, the, the Southern Miss sports community will,
2: will miss you and, and appreciate all the work you've put into this thing over the years. I appreciate that. are here. Appreciate that, you guys. And I mean, like, I was like, I was trying to think earlier. I was like, okay, let's look at everybody we've had on the show. It would be, uh, an episode. It would probably be like a three part series to shout out everybody. Who's been on the show, everybody we've met, everybody we've talked to. So I'm gonna give it just a few shout outs. Uh, first off, Matt Wyatt. He is the reason that I started doing this. Like I long story short, I, I turned down a job at the university and I was like I was on the road a lot with my job and there weren't any Southern Miss podcasts. Lenny Mixon kinda had one for a brief period of time through his radio, which was which was strong, but I was like, I was listening to all these shows and it wasn't Southern Miss. I was like, I want to do a podcast. So I I teamed up with Super Talk Mississippi to get this launched, then moved on to uh, WMXI 98.1 FM and 92.7 FM, the score in Hattiesburg. And we were there for a good couple of years. So shout out to to Super Talk, WMXI and the score. Um, also got to shout out all the listeners and supporters. Man, it's just a laundry list of people to name. Um, all the, all my friends and family who listened, all the Southern Miss fans who listened. All the guests who came on the show, the players and coaches, the former players and former coaches. Uh, you know, our most listened to episode was the one with Will Hall when he first came on board here. Um, athletic directors, you yeah, know, we had a great relationship with, with Bill McGillis and, uh, John Gilbert both came on the show a few times. By the time we got to our current administration, I mean, they pretty much had a Southern Miss podcast of it and you could hear him every week on that. Right. So Jeremy McLean, it was kind of like, uh, we could get him on, but I mean, he's, he said everything he needs to say on that one. So, but he's he's always been very cool and very cordial and very supportive. So we'll shout him him out as well. Um, you know, and the times we had we had comedians on. We had Mark Norman, who's getting to be a huge name, was on the show. Bill Ingvall from the from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. I mean, there's there's several more I could name. We we almost had Tom Segura. If it wasn't for a, a plane delay, we would have had Tom Segura on the show when we were playing Florida State a few years ago. So, um, got to shout out all them the writers, the Jason Muns. You know, so forth and so on. Um, man, it's just been a great. And you think about like where things are, when we where things were when we started versus where they are now. You know, the first episode we recorded, I had Jason sit in with me. I think we recorded it in my office at Cisco. <laughs> and <laughs> we had this full episode recorded. And then we get home and I'm, I'm watching the Patriots game. I think because Jamie Collins is playing and they're like, oh, Todd Muckin, new head coach, new uh, offensive coordinator at Tampa. So they had to, I had to go back and just re record. I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm not going to make you come back and go through all that again. But that was our first episode was like, it never made it to air
6: and I deleted <laughs> it. So I don't even
2: have it. To, we were talking about what a great coach Todd Munkin was and how things were moving forward here. Um, and now you look at all the different Southern Miss podcasts out there. I mean, you've got not only the podcast Eagle Hour on the radio, you've got the, you know, buzzardry everyday Eagles sippy. It's got his sports show. So you've got a lot more to choose from. Um, and, and for some other Southern Miss fans, they listen to all of them. You know, I think I've spoke to some people this weekend who do listen to all of them. So that was pretty cool. I uh, got to give you two a shout out, Shane. I remember at Shane's wedding. Somebody said that Shane was everybody's best friend, and that could not ring more true. Uh, we've been great friends for now for gosh twenty. It, over 20 years really yeah the days of working together and uh, from the time that we schemed sell south to get you in a commercial that i didn't get paid for uh
4: <laughs> and i didn't even throw you any change from it either was just like, thanks dude
2: sell south but to be took fair me, i
4: was really poor then i mean i'm no, still kind of but
2: if it makes you feel any better one of the upper management people from sell south came down and took me out to lunch at the alumni house here in hattiesburg before it shut down so yeah, Did that you was, order
4: off the five dollar menu?
2: Yeah, they were like, ah, uh, you know, you, you, how you feel about cheese curds? I was like, well,
0: it's
2: <laughs> what it is. But now, I, I, you, you definitely added new flavor and brought new life into the show over the past few years, and it's been an absolute blast. God bless you for doing all the research that you've done putting those notes together, because it's really been mm-hmm. tremendous. Uh, Jason, man, like Jason is like when I brought you in, I knew that it was a lane you could speed in because you had that like voice of every fan. So it's always tickled me anytime I meet fans of the show, people that would come up to our tailgate and be like, Hey, where's bump at? Like they, it was like almost like a little mini celebrity. And I got the biggest kick out of that. <laughs> and I felt like, you know, when you were doing those, it was, I felt like we talking of Southern Miss that, you know, what to say. I mean, of course you, it takes some time to, you know, hone inter- interview skills and that's what it is. But man, it's been a, it's been an absolute treat. Not only get to get to be your friend, but to give you getting to get into, you know, have you on the show and, Uh, all the adventures that we had with Southern Miss over the years. I mean, it's it's so funny that your wife uh, was my old roommate who introduced me to my wife. And we didn't even meet until after you started dating her. And we'd been in this southern circle for so long. So it was so, so wild that we got to do all that, man. But it's been an absolute treat for me to get to do this show, getting to talk Southern Miss regularly, getting to put, I don't want to say we put Southern Miss on, we put Southern Miss on a little corner of the map on the internet and it was a lot of fun doing it. And, I, I, for the folks that appreciated it, we absolutely love you. For the folks that didn't, that's, I totally get it. Um,
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my wife doesn't like to listen to me either. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I get it.
2: I, I totally get it. Um, yeah, and like, and like Shane said, this is not going to be the end. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of a fresh voice the show comes, you know, from this evolution. What what news is going to come at this? What, what are some blind spots that I've ignored that you guys can look into or what, what, what's, what's the evolution going to look like? I'm looking forward to, see, I want the, I definitely want the show to keep going and I'm looking forward to seeing it happen. Like Shane said, just have a, a lot on my plate right now and just kind of felt like I needed to, to empty some space in my cup. Um, there could be some, some things in the works. Um, so stay tuned with that. I'm not going to cover Louisiana tech like our friend Cloverleaf Mall said. <laughs> But I, I oh, have.
4: God, that was so funny. That was hilarious.
2: <laughs> that was that was perfect. Um,
4: i well water all, all over my computer. Well, I mean, everything he does is well done. He's it hilarious. Really is. But uh, yeah, that I mean, that's been an added dimension of the show. I mean, just like uh, his little uh, visual recap. Yeah, recaps mm-hmm. are so good. Amazing. That's uh, I look forward to those coming out. Um, yeah, maybe, it's uh,
2: maybe he should be the art, art designer for the episode cover Ooh. um you know just give it his no you know you're, you're definitely gonna have a better designer on board but <laughs> he, he would definitely be be good at that so i mean i want to yeah thank you two again thank all the southern miss fans big things and you, another thing when you look at where, where we were when the show started i mean doc sadler was our coach we we transitioned Boo. into jay hobson i think we were coming off several seasons where we didn't make the postseason in baseball now you look fast forward to twenty twenty three where we're coming off a winning season with a bowl with a the, the deepest roster we've had in quite some time. Basketball is it has one loss going into the new year as of right now, as of this recording. And then that was the ba-
4: biggest jump in Ken Palm rating of any team in the country from last year.
2: Baseball's coming off hosting our first super regional here in Hattiesburg. So I mean like there's there's a lot to look forward to in covering Southern Miss and uh yeah, I'm I'm I'm, not, I'm yeah, always you're a definitely, sin, you're, yeah
0: You're definitely leaving, um, you know, when um,
2: we kind of have an
0: automatic springboard <laughs> and yeah. people, like, wanting to listen. Hell, we had to go yeah. through COVID with a podcast. Yeah. You know, literally nothing was going on.
2: No, nothing was going on. We
0: got on and talked for a damn hour. <laughs> 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 mm.
2: Crazy. Well, appreciate all you guys. Appreciate all the listeners. Man, you guys definitely keep it. T- I'm not going anywhere. Definitely keep in touch. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.
3: I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all to shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg. Never venture far away When it comes to playing football Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you